Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Oh, yes! Welcome to the Finally Coming Out podcast, where we say it is better late than never, even though that sounds super cheesy. You are listening in on a conversation between Tamar Medford and Melody Routley. No, I said the other person's name, not mine, so it gets okay. confused over whose voices is whose. It's our podcast. It's we totally can do our what podcast. And I hope you've been listening and then you can kind of know whose voice is whose now. That's right. Right. Today, we're talking about something actually that I think is super cool, which I think all of our podcasts are super cool, so I don't know why I said that, but we're talking about normalizing having two moms or two dads, Mm -hmm. and because, well, that's what our family looks like, Mm -hmm. and it's been really neat to watch. And I don't know about you, but I remember, you know, years ago, seeing say two dads because I, I feel like that was more common to see mm-hmm. out in public was two dads with a child and I used to just like it warmed my heart it was like it's so cool that we get to do that yeah. right and that kids today don't have to grow up thinking that the world has to be black and white totally. that you have to have a mom and you have to have a dad that right you can have two moms or you can have two dads I wonder if We saw more, if we saw two moms out in public with their kids and just assumed it was two friends with their kids. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. You don't know today, right? Because I've gone out with friends of mine plenty of times with their kids. So I'm sure people assumed. When we, my friend and I took our kids to Disneyland five, six years ago, well, maybe longer than that. And we were like, oh, they probably, they're just giving, they're going to give us the family rate. Mm-hmm. And because it looked like two moms and four kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I wonder how, how often that actually is the case now when we, we just tend to assume that it's two uh, ladies out with their kids. One of my favorite things right now is watching my daughters hug you uh, good morning or good night. Mm-hmm. I love watching that. Mm-hmm. It's so good to see. And they're like 18 and, and 7. Mm-hmm. And they just love you so much. And they call you tomorrow. Every now and then I hear a mom slipped in. Yeah. But uh, I did hear Jaylene the other day refer to us as moms. Yeah. I think we were in one of our silly texting modes or something like that where we like spam them with the, what is it called when you auto? The gifts. Or no, no, the predictive predictive text. text. Yeah. yeah, and great she, thing to do if you have teenagers oh, and you so really fun. want to drive them crazy. Do predictive text. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. They're like, what? And then they're like, tomorrow, because <laughs> yeah. they blame tomorrow for that stuff. But at one point where she did refer to us as moms, and yeah. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Since I adopted them, uh, the twins, fourteen years ago, and the seven-year-old four years ago, I have parented as a single parent. Uh, there was never a, a dad or another mom. It was just me. I never really knew what it was like to... It, and it wasn't like I had been with somebody and then we split up so that I missed that role. It was just kind of always me as mm-hmm. the parent. They've never known a dad or had a relationship with their 
birth parents, mm-hmm. really. And in the weeks leading up to my coming out, I actually, when I, nobody knew anything that was going on really, but I had very much been in my head and that planning how I was going to strategize coming out while I was driving one day, my uh, youngest, who I think was, she would have been about four at the time, very randomly just said that she wanted to have two moms. And I was like, oh yes, you're going to have two moms one day. And then I said to her, I said, well, well, what would I call the other mom? And she's like, my queen. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. So I did find my queen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she would wear a crown. Probably not. No, no. A cap, like you're I'm wearing a, now. Yeah, I'm a, a maybe a discreet queen. I could put like a, we could put like a crown around your yeah. around your cap. That would be weird though. <laughs> yeah, it would. For Linnea, having two moms is so totally normal. Mm-hmm. I love that. She hasn't been like tainted by the judgment of society. Yeah, which is so sweet. And I think you know it's thank goodness that in the school system. It is talked about more and Mm -hmm. it is normalized. But the reality is that outside, you know, and we've had this discussion before, for example, in, you know, different church communities, not all, but us wanting to protect her from those communities that may at some point, you know, tell her that or talk to her about sexuality and that it's wrong to have two mothers so you know that's been an interesting conversation in itself because you know both of us are very spiritual I mean your faith is part of what drew me to you um and that's something important that the girls continue to have right because both Julie and Jaylene have that and you know to raise Linnea in that environment you know loving god however she sees that for herself right right and not being not not worrying about the judgment of others who don't understand totally and like Linnea actually the the seven-year-old she loves rainbows yeah and uh, we have pride flags and things like that and we talk about pride and when I ask her because I'll kind of refresh it with her every now and then what the pride flag represents She'll say, I don't know. And then she has a hard time kind of verbalizing it. And we'll talk about how, well, it, it's so that people can um, just be who they are and, it, and that it's okay. And that some kids have two moms and some kids have two dads and some kids have a mom and a dad and that that's fine. And for her, it's kind of like, that's just normal. Why does it need to be something extra special? Mm-hmm. When I remember when, so I got her when she was two years old and I remember listening in on her baby monitor one night And she was laying in her bed, kind of just listing off all the things in her new world. And at two years old, she laid there talking about how we had a dog. We had two dogs at that time. One was a puppy and how the house was tall and how she ate ravioli that day. And of course, all these things that are important for a two year old. And she also listed how she didn't have a dad. Now, she did have a foster mom and dad in uh growing up to that point and she just listed it off like it was just a normal thing it wasn't something that she was sad about she knew that there was a difference but she really didn't seem to mind mm-hmm. she had never been she would never talked about like oh Ma, i wish that we had a dad or something like that she has a grandpa that she's close to and she still kind of has contact with her foster dad mm-hmm. but 
it's never really been an issue and I think that's great like she it's it doesn't matter to yeah. her which yeah. I think is super cool and kids of course and we've all been this way at a certain point when we're younger we don't have that judgment no we don't we are very accepting we are very curious it is as we grow older and our parents start to tell us yeah. what's right or wrong society starts to tell us what's right or wrong where we start to form and I believe it's actually at seven mm -hmm. scientifically um, that our brains start to go okay I'm gonna choose to believe this or I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate this yeah. or explore if this is right or wrong and so you know right now they're at a great age and I mean we went to go visit my my dad and my brother you know recently and it was the first time my niece had been exposed to us and it didn't even phase her like yeah. there was no who's this yeah there was nothing no it was very accepting because they don't cool. care it's super cool yep. if I look back on when I was Linnea's age like it wasn't even a concept yeah, it was not even a concept. Families in my context, my very conservative evangelical context, had a mom and dad. Yeah. Divorce was taboo. Except accepting homosexuality was considered heretical. Mm -hmm. It was considered sin. The closest I got uh, to school in in any of the subjects about different families was when we talked about, was around grade 10, mm -hmm. certainly not younger, and when we learned about blended families. That's all the only thing I really remember. Yeah. I do remember in my religious community, in this evangelical conservative community, an emphasis being placed on the difficulties that kids would have if they had two parents of the same gender. <laughs> I remember, and it being like, oh, that kid is at a loss because they don't have a dad, or that kid's at a loss because they don't have a mom, and that's going to affect their psychological development and securities and just all of that kind of stuff like how is a boy gonna grow to learn to be a really godly man if he doesn't have a godly man like role model immediately in his life I remember that being talked about like like they were harming the child or that that kid uh that a kid could not be raised by somebody by same gender parents mm -hmm. praise the lord we've come so far well, and I think, you know, some of the kindest men that I have met were raised by single moms. Yeah. Right? So, you know, yes, I think there is something to having a male mm -hmm. role model in your life or a female totally. role model, but we don't have to have that in the form of a parent because, yeah. I mean, look at our relationship here. I mean, you can definitely fix everything. You're not afraid to pull out a saw or, you know, <laughs> I, I, and... That would be stereotypically what a male would do in a well, relationship. Well, that's what we talked about in the last podcast, actually, in labels, and that I would be considered andro yeah. because I do those kind of things. Yeah. That's super stereotyping. Like, I can teach my kids, Jaylene, she knows how to put in some anchors. She yeah. knows how to do that kind of stuff. You don't need a penis to know that. Yeah, and I like, mean... You can grow up more empathetic. I actually, you know, on one of the podcasts that I produced, we just interviewed someone who talked about that, you know, what makes society tick as a whole. And one of the areas was, you know, being able to, you know, understand reward versus punishment mm -hmm. and what makes people tick. But part of it was the presence of a woman. Mm -hmm. Groups, communities do better with women in them because women have this natural ability to nurture 
So and cool. so if you look at that as a whole. And it doesn't mean men can't nurture exactly. by any means. But there, we tend yeah. to do better as a society when there's those, you know, we are natural nurturers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we just tend to do better. So, yeah, it's. Yeah, I remember when I first got Jalen and Julia, single parent. So even like forget about even having two parents of the same gender being a single parent obviously there's only one gender there Mm -hmm. and my dad really took on that male role model role Mm -hmm. for my girls yeah because girls need that in some element some area of their life where they can see that father figure as being healthy and loving and all of that kind of stuff doesn't have to be the dad. Yeah. There there can be those role models through other... And it could even just be a family friend. But I remember my dad really kind of taking that on. And they have a great relationship. Yeah. Largely because of that. But yeah. Two moms, two dads, mom and dad. Totally fine. Yeah. And I have a question for you. So, you know, in yeah. the uh, religious community, not all, but mm-hmm. in... We'll talk about, you know, the background that you were raised with, right? The welcoming denominations. Mm-hmm. Uh, would it be safe to say that a lot of people fear that having two moms, for example, because I believe that I was born this way. I believe you were born this yep. way. I believe that, you know, God made us this way. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's still that fear within the Christian community that having two mothers would mean that your children could because it is it's you know you you see the pray the gay away all that kind of stuff the old school stuff that there is that fear that oh well if we normalize having two moms my child's going to be gay yeah I haven't heard it recently I mean yeah I haven't heard it recently but I I assume it's still there and I think of like my kids like they talk about like they don't know what they're interested in and ever sometimes like the youngest will say like she doesn't want to be with a boy, but and that's fine. I, but I don't necessarily like. I mean, it, it changes. But she did and have a boyfriend at one. She point. did she have was a boyfriend. Get married. She made her wedding cake. The yep. wedding cake did not yep. turn out properly. She wanted four girlfriends at one point. Yeah, and so <laughs> she's she also goes, seven. Yeah, she's seven. So <laughs> I don't know. I think that as long as you're you're being open with them and saying whatever is good, then I think I don't know. I don't think it's really. I think it's more assumptions people make on. Yeah. But it's like living in a, because being in a family with two moms or two dads or. I don't personally believe that that will happen. I don't, I believe it will help the child actually learn to be who they actually are and not be ashamed of that should they be gay. Yeah. But I don't think that living with two moms or two dads is actually going to, okay, well that's going to make them gay because no. I, I really, like I said, I believe we're born with that. I don't think you that. make people yeah, so if you're listening, God. right, and you wonder, God makes people, not us. What are the yeah? What are the the girls going to turn out like? Well, like you stay heard, tuned. <laughs> Linnea at one point had four girlfriends. She also at one point came home gonna, with yeah. her like was going to marry her boyfriend. She made a cake. I mean, it it had no flour in it. I think but, it had sand in it. Yeah, an egg. But it tasted like chocolate. Yeah, exactly. So, but you know, there <laughs> you go. Like she is seven, and she's still it to her. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So if you find yourself, because this is also where we've been at this year, is uh, found ourselves introducing, well, I found my, our, myself introducing 
my kids to a new partner and I wanted to make sure that that role worked well and like just those adjustments and that because we do have a seven-year-old who we've said is super open it's normalized two 18-year-olds who it's fairly normalized however they do know the family background that we have where it wouldn't be normalized or accepted. So they can they can kind of grasp that tension a little bit better. Mm-hmm. We wanted to come into this and normalize it and make it as good as and smooth as possible. If you find yourself in the same situation that we were in, there's a few things that you can do to help with that process. One is talking about the roles of a parent, that they are to love and support their children. Those are the roles of the parent. There's no like one does specific things and you know, like Mm -hmm. it's not like you don't have a dad so you can't learn how to anchor nail or screws or whatever. Like that's not the role of a parent. You can learn learn those things all over the place. So understand teaching that the role of the parent is to love and support their children and that having two moms or two dads can only mean that there is more love and support yeah that's that's it right mm-hmm. what else well getting rid of the stereotypical roles yeah of parents mm-hmm. right i mean do i think that has kind of evolved over time just with you know women's movements and mm-hmm. women's rights mm-hmm. and not I I even though I grew up in a very traditional home where my dad worked and my mom did work part time with my dad but my mom was a stay at home mom for mm-hmm. a lot of our childhood mm-hmm. and that's how I was raised now myself no I have never wanted to be the stay at home parent right I love what I do for work so for me that I could never see myself in that role and I think we need to get rid of that stereotypical because more and more yeah. you also see men taking what's it paternity leave I don't it's not parental leave parental leave leave when they have children which is great yeah totally like my brother actually he's been a stay-at-home dad uh I think since the beginning and that was a huge adjustment he was a part of being a voice for that and spoke out a lot about it and because it's not anymore about gendered and then who stays home, who's with the kids. Maybe both parents go out and somebody else helps take care of the kids during the day. Like there's so many, so that's not even like a thing. That's not even a thing anymore. I think it's also important that we talk about family structure with our kids by saying things like in our family, we have two moms in Liam's family. There's two dads and in Bella's family and there's a mom and a dad. Like, I think it's, good to just make that normal Mm -hmm. and talking about the family structures that like it can be whatever yeah and that's totally acceptable providing opportunities for kids to interact with other families of same-sex parents Mm -hmm. I think that's also helps normalize it yeah and then if there are times as kids get older where it's like you have two moms or you have two dads and that's not okay but they can then know that oh you know, this other kid has two moms and it's okay. And I'm not alone in that. If it is a challenge, I think that that can actually be really good. Yeah. Totally good. If they're struggling with this, the concept of having same-sex parents seek support. Yeah. There are loads and loads of support groups in person and online. So it can, can help kind of fit in with your life where children can talk about what's going on for them. Counseling can really help kids get out some of their feelings that they might not want to share with their parents. Mm -hmm. Don't take it personally. 
it's just their way of processing. Yeah. And I think that if there are challenges, that's a great thing to explore. I think it's even if before there are challenges, I think it's a good thing to explore and like be proactive about too. Mm-hmm. Um, don't take it personally. They love you and that they're afraid of hurting or offending you, even though it may not always seem like that at the time. Uh, and so many resources are available out there now, so many more than there ever were before. Mm-hmm. I can't say it enough. Normalize, normalize, normalize. Yeah. Right? Agree. We're totally normal. Yeah. I do have a shirt on that says weird moms. What does it say? Weird moms. Build character. Build character. Yeah. It's true. Mm -hmm. So normalize, but be weird. (laughs) I think the point of this whole podcast was to say it's not weird to have two moms or two dads. Normalize it. Well, and I'd like to mention just because I come from the recovery world where we talk about, you know, normalizing not drinking. And us in recovery, those of us in recovery, which actually my friends started to go nuts about, you know, we call people who don't drink alcoholically normies. Mm. But there's really no, there. I, I don't even know if there should be a normal. There should just be a you. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, you know, what we think is normal, What is that a heterosexual couple? No. Yeah. Let's be, let's be, because we are different, but we're proud to be different because you're Melody and I'm Tamar. That's what makes us different. Our names. It's our names. Yeah. And who, what, who we are, what we bring to the table. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not our sexuality. Yeah. Not our sex. Not, nothing, none of that. I love that my kids have two moms. Yeah. I love it. And how they embrace it, how they embrace you. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's nice. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you are on this journey of coming out and start like expanding your families, if you're uh, at any of the points that we've been talking about, we'd love to hear you. Mm-hmm. Uh, your experiences, your ideas, if you have more ideas on how to help support our kids mm-hmm. and us as we work on those new roles. Tamar has come into a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll we'll keep talking about that. But yeah, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to make comments. We'd love to hear from you. Have a beautiful week. See you next time. Bye.